Hey, welcome to the 1826 podcast. My name is Joe and I'm the leader of the 1826 young adult community here at Faith Chapel. I just want to let you know really quickly, we meet every Tuesday at 7 p.m. in our church lobby. I encourage you to check us out on Instagram at 1826FC so you can kind of get a feel for what we're about. Without any further ado, let's dive into the message. Um, About the battle within, when I was um, back in the day, a long time ago now, I once upon a time was in a place called high school, and um, that was a time definitely for everyone. And um, I was in a little friend group, and um, this my one of my really good friends and um, a girl in our friend group started dating, and that always ends badly. So uh, you know, one day I'm not the brightest student around. I wasn't done, but I like, I, I needed help, so I go over to this girl's house because she lived by me. And I was going to copy her homework, basically. <laughs> and uh, I get there, and like I'm, you know, doing my thing, getting my answers. And um, she's like, "I got to tell you something." And I was like, "Uh oh, here it comes." And she sits me down. And she's like, "Me and your friend, we broke up." And I was like, "This is not a good look for me, you know, being at your house the night that you guys break up. Like, that's not really what I was trying to do here." And so I wanted to text my friend immediately. I text him. I'm like, dude, I'm so sorry. Like, I had no idea. Like, I left, right, right. And I get this text back from him. He's like, I'll see you at practice tomorrow. And we played on the basketball team together. And how many of you know he was not excited to see me the next day? Um, so we get to practice, and we start scrimmaging. And I get the ball first. And he's like, I'm going to guard Ross. Like, I'm going to guard Ross. Like, all super, like, mumbo-jumbo and everything. I'm like, great, here it comes. And uh, coach goes, start, and he just decks me right in the face. Like, I'm on the floor, bloody nose, the whole thing. And I was so angry with him. I was like, I had no idea. Like, this is not my fault. I did not know. But the more I think about that situation today, the more I realize that he wasn't externally fighting me because he was that angry with me. I I think it more had to do with the battle within himself. I think he was battling emotions that he couldn't process yet at that point in his life. I think he was battling frustration. I think he was battling embarrassment. I, th- I think there was something on the inside within him that caused him to respond externally. And a lot of times we don't want to fight the battle within. And, and so we'll lash out onto somebody inappropriately because we haven't dealt with what's on the inside yet. And so that's what I want to talk about tonight. I want to talk about the, the battle within. We're going to be in 1 Samuel 19, if you want to go there in, in your own Bibles. And, and we have been in this story of David. And up to this point, David has had a really great life. He's had a really cool life. He's been appointed by Samuel to be the next king. That's pretty cool. Not only is he appointed to be king, it happens in front of all of his brothers. Samuel lines everybody up. He says, nope, 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 nope. Yep, I want you, the little scrawny shepherd boy. I'll take you. That's the one I want. And that's kind of significant because in the Bible up to this point, when God has appointed people or when he has spoken to people, he has done so privately. We think about the life of Joseph. He speaks to Joseph through a dream. And Joseph has to try and convince his brothers that his dream was from, in fact, God. You think about Moses. He speaks to Moses through a burning bush. Try convincing an entire nation that you heard from God through a burning bush. Yeah, right, Moses, okay. But now God is talking directly to David in the public. 
And it's a significant moment in his life. He gets this, this oil, which represents that God is going to use him. And, and later, not too far on in the next chapter, we see that we have David and Goliath, the, the monster story, the overcoming that David has. David's like, you don't want this smoke, Goliath, boom, boom, boom. Goliath falls, he cuts off his head, the whole thing. We talked about the significance of the sword, right? And so David's life up to this point has been stellar. And everybody starts to notice David. He's growing in popularity. He he's, has a certain level of status now. People want to take selfies with David. People want to put David on their Instagram. Like David is wildly popular. And the Bible says that women are dancing in the streets for David. So imagine David. He's got the, the head of Goliath. He's got the sword of the Philistine. He's going down the street and people are just like, Yes, David, like you are amazing. Wow, David, the, the giant slayer, unbelievable David. And Saul is shortly behind him going, yeah, but like, I'm still the king. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever known somebody like that? They're, they get insecure about something and they're like, but I'm better at it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, what they did is cool, but like, I'm still really good. Saul's like, do you want an autograph? They're like, no, we went to, we're here for David. And he starts to become a little bit resentful. Starts to get a little bit jealous starts to grow in anger towards David. And he starts to ask these questions to his people who work for him. He's like, where did you say this kid was from again? What's his deal? Where, where, does he, where did you say he comes from? And it happens very quietly. But Saul starts to hate David. The Bible says that they were singing in the streets. Saul kills thousands, but David... David kills tens of thousands. Saul didn't like that song very much. Saul wasn't a fan. In fact, the Bible says Saul was very angry. This refrain displeased him greatly. And he says, what more can he get but the kingdom? And from that time on, Saul kept a close eye on David. Now, a close eye in the modern day would be like, post notifications on, tweet notifications on. He's like stalkerish, weird. Saul was weird. Um, and quietly becomes resentful towards him. Is this guy coming for my job right now? Like this new guy on the block, is he kind of out for my title? In fact, the title of chapter First uh, Samuel 18 is Saul's growing fear of David. Fear, that's an interesting word. Fear usually leads to destruction. Saul, out of fear, tries to eliminate David, and now he plots to kill him. The internal fear causes him to take external actions. So let me get this straight. David has this really amazing appointment um, where he's chosen to be the next king. He has this really amazing victory, and now his reward for being victorious over Goliath for doing the dirty work, is struggle. And and I want to encourage you, if you're struggling, the presence of God is is not proven through the absence of your struggle, but in your ability to get through it. But Joe, everything you've said to this far, it seems like, like a movie, David, King, Goliath, people roaming in the streets, end scene, the end, movie over. But that's not what happens. David's victory leads him to more struggle. 
I think a common battle we have within ourselves is assuming that when God gives us one victory, we don't have to struggle anymore. That we will not be tested again. We think, man, if I could just get a victory over my depression, if I could just get a victory over my addiction, if I could just get a victory in this one area of my life, then maybe I wouldn't have to struggle anymore. Maybe if I just got one victory, if I just made a little bit more money, if I just got that thing, then everything else would just slowly come to a pause and I would be able to relax. I wouldn't have to fight anymore. My struggle would essentially be over. But that's not how it works. David gets the victory, he gets the responsibility. You get the promotion, you get the responsibility. You get the car, you get the payments. You get to the top, you feel what it's like to be lonely on the top. So don't miss this. David kills Goliath, but the victory leads him to Saul immediately giving him more to do. So let's start. 1 Samuel 19, verse 8. Once more, war broke out. And David went out and fought the Philistines. Once more, war broke out. Saul sends someone he hates to do his job. And sometimes people will use your talent to get where they want to go. And they will secretly hate the threat that you bring to them. And Saul keeps sending David out to fight. And David has no problem fighting these external battles. It says he strikes them with such force that they fled from him. So David, he doesn't have a problem. He's mowing through these armies. He's cruising. And that, the external battle is not the problem. That's not what we're talking about tonight. We're talking about the battle within. And I think the battle within that David must have felt in this moment was learning how to fight for someone who hated him. How do you serve someone you don't like? How do you serve someone who talks behind your back? How do you serve someone that doesn't like you? That's hard to do. And the thought must have occurred to him while he was covered in blood, going through all these armies. Lord, why have you allowed this to happen to me? Why am I fighting someone's battles? And by the way, he irrationally hates me. Why am I in this situation? Why, am I, why do I have to serve this guy? That would have been a very fair thought. Once more, war broke out. And David went out and fought the Philistines. He struck them with such force that they fled before him. That's, that's verse 8. And then we have some time that passes before verse 8 and verse 9. But an evil spirit from the Lord came on Saul as he was sitting in his house with spear in his hand while David was playing the lyre. It's pretty much a harp. Saul tried to pin him to the wall with his spear, but David eluded him as Saul drove the spear into the wall. And that night... David made good his escape. So I want to point something out. While David was winning the physical battle, the battle within was forming within Saul. While David was out winning the physical battle, the real battle on the inside was starting to form. And now Saul's acting crazy because David's more popular and he's, he's set out these traps to kill David. His, his intent by sending David out was that David would, at some point, surely lose at some point surely David would at least die why isn't it working why is this guy so good at what he does it's annoying it's driving Saul insane he's pulling his hair out he's like how do I get rid of this guy I don't like him I've tried to kill him nothing 
is working. Have you ever had that person they just get like so full of jealousy and so full of insecurity they just start doing weird stuff? That's Saul. Saul's weird. He's like sitting in his home with his spear in his hand. Like it doesn't get much weirder than that. He's just like angry. Boom, Saul. Weirdo. Saul, you're doing too much. And you're so overcome with evil that the only thing that would put his mind at ease was David praising God. Isn't that interesting? And I think Saul was so ahead of his time. I I really do. I I think Saul was so ahead of his time because how often do we push away the battle within through binging a TV show? How often do we put away the battle within, we push it away with, with external things? And if we could just fill our mind with everything else, if we could just push away enough, maybe we won't have to deal with this internal conflict that we have in our soul. But an evil spirit from the Lord came on Saul as he was sitting in his house with his spear in his hand, weird. While David was playing the harp, Saul tried to pin him to the wall with his spear, but David eluded him as Saul drove the spear into the wall. And that night, David made good of his escape. So let me ask you a question. Who is Saul fighting? And the easy answer is David. But, but in order to fight David, David would have to fight back. And David's not fighting back. David, David is not fighting Saul. So, so Saul, who, who are you fighting? And is it possible that Saul is actually in a battle with himself? Is it possible that Saul has a battle within? And he's actually not fighting David. He's actually fighting the jealousy that he has for David. He's fighting the resentment that he has towards David. He's fighting his own insecurity. He's fighting his own thoughts. There have been times in, in my life where I think I've been tearing down the very thing that God has been trying to use. And, and I've done it so thinking that I am David, right? We, we read these stories and we all want to be David. We all want to defeat the Goliaths in our life. We all want to be the chosen one, right? We, nobody reads this story and wants to be the creepy guy in his house with the spear in his hand. That, nobody wants to be Saul. Everybody wants to be David. But I think more times than not, we can end up being Saul. And we can act in courage. And we can think we're doing things with great faith. And we can, we can believe full-heartedly that we are David in our own narrative. But really, we're not kingdom-minded. Really, we're not asking ourselves, God, is this of you? And we act out of jealousy because of the insecurity that someone is passing us. And we become Saul fighting against the things that we are supposed to be fighting for. So how do you win the battle within? How do you win this internal conflict of your soul? Because if I can paint this picture for you, they're in the same room. And Saul on this side has the the spear. And David on this side has a harp. And I don't know about you, but if I'm getting to choose which weapon I would like, the, the spear or the harp, I'm going to go ahead and pick the spear. That's an easy choice. It, it seems like in this moment, without knowing what's going to happen, Saul has the advantage. 
small room. Saul has killed thousands of people. He's a warrior himself. How in the world does he miss? How in the world does he, with that spear, throw it as hard as he can and miss David from such a short distance? I don't, I don't know if where you're at in your faith, I don't, I don't know what you believe about God, but, but I tend to think in this story that, that God interjects himself into the room and he says, not that one. You can throw it as hard as you want, but it's not gonna touch him. And I tend to believe that the, the same hand that was over David at the appointment and the same hand that was over David when he defeated the lion and he defeated the bear and he defeated Goliath, that, that same hand of God was over him as the spear darted past his head. There must have been something else in the room. What does this tell me? I think it's time that we keep our hand on the harp because something happens when we praise. Something happens when we sing. Something happens when we clap our hands and lift our voice. Something happens to the battle within when we keep praising through those moments where the spears are just whizzing by us. Maybe David knew that worship was the actual weapon. Maybe David knew that through all things, God, I will praise you. Through every situation, I will lift your name. I think some of us have a spear right now. And it just, I mean, it was so close to getting us. And it's stuck in the wall right here. And we have a decision on our hands. We've got to decide whether we're going to take that out and throw it back or whether they're just going to leave it. And it's so easy, right? Because, man, we've had some really nasty things said about us. And it, boom, it, it almost got us. And, man, we've had some really terrible things happen to us. And zoom, it, it just... We heard it past our ears. Man, it's frustrating that Saul keeps throwing stuff at us. It's frustrating that that person said those things and that that person did that thing to you. And boom, 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 they're zooming by. And we're wondering, God, when are you going to allow me to take one of these out and throw back? When do I get to hit back? Because I'm frustrated. I don't feel the safest. I don't know what you're trying to teach me through this. But... I'm ready. I'm, I am ready, God. Like, you just say the words and I will take this out so quick. But that, that's not how David responds. And my advice to you would be to trust that God will fight for us. And if we could just win the battle within our soul, God will take care of the enemies and the spears. He will take care of the bad days and the bad people. He will take care of every single thought that whizzes just past our mind. Every single temptation that whizzes just past us. A lot of, I'll end with this, a lot of um, people seem to believe that um, David wrote Psalm 59 shortly after he encountered this um, situation. And I want to read it to you. He says, Psalm 59.9, You are my strength. I watch for you. You, God, are my fortress, my God on whom I can rely. You, God, are my strength. When, when I can't fight back, 
I know you, God, are going to take care of it. Uh, I know when, when, when I'm frustrated and when I want to hit back, God, no, you are my strength to keep me calm. And in every situation, I'm just going to keep praising you. In every situation, God, I'm just going to lift up your name. I'm going to keep playing my harp. I'm going to remain steadfast because something happens to my enemies when I lift my hands and sing. Something happens when I praise you. And the battle within comes to a peace. You, God, are my fortress, my God on whom I can rely. On every season, in any room, whether I'm with the bear, whether I'm with the lion, whether I'm here with Goliath, whether I'm with Saul, in every situation, I can rely on you. Would you pray with me? Father God, we are so grateful that we can rely on you in every situation. You are so good to us. God, I pray over the the battles that are within, the ones that nobody knows about. God, I pray over the conversations that we're about to have tonight. May you bless them. I pray that as we go back into our lives, as we go back into our workplaces and our families, that you would be with us. And when we get that feeling that we want to throw back, when we get that feeling that we want to respond, God, I pray that you would give us your hand of protection over us. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining us. I hope that message encouraged you. I hope it inspired you. I want to let you know that we meet every Tuesday at 7 p.m. You're free to join us. We'd love to meet you. We meet on campus at our home church, Faith Chapel San Diego. You can look us up online. You can follow us on Instagram at 1826 for more info. We hope to see you soon.